my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies. Hi. Listen, I love when I actually have an anecdote to launch and kick off an episode. Constipation. That sounds yummy. (laughs) Diarrhea, fatigue, bloating, headaches, exhaustion, pain. All in the tummy area. A couple years ago, that was my life. And it had gotten to a point one day where my pain was so bad. I'll never forget it was a Wednesday. I went to my local, my regular doctor. He was not available. And as this was an emergency, I agreed to see a different doctor in that office who happened to be a woman. Yay. I was going to be in good hands, right? So I explained to her how for a while now, after I can wake up with the flattest tummy ever, but as soon as I imbibe anything, I just, it's like I can literally walk into an establishment and say, I am pregnant. Please let me use your facilities. And they would let me. I kid you not. I think it's called stomach dissension. So I just would look huge and then it'd go away and come back. And it was my life. So I went and I explained, this is unusual for me. And her response was, and I quote, oh, you actresses, you actresses are all so shallow. It is normal. Of course you eat. After you eat, your stomach's going to get a little big, a little bloated. It's not a big deal. Don't worry. You're fine. She sends me home. Two days later, a Friday afternoon, I'll never forget, I had to wear a dress that had a belt. And can I just say, as I put the belt on, I felt fire, like my even the skin in my stomach region couldn't handle having fabric near it or even a let alone a belt. And it was an emergency situation. So I rushed myself to a different uh, clinic that, of course, my PPO accepted, blah, blah, blah. I'm part of this whole network of like actor insurance. So I decided to not return to this woman and go to a different doctor. I get there and this woman, after touching my stomach and I scream in pain, I'm running in temperature. She said, I am so sorry. It is Friday. Our x-ray machines are shut down. I'm going to call the emergency room please get yourself to the emergency room. This is serious. Half an hour later, I find myself in an emergency room being rushed in. And I spend an entire evening where doctors are coming through and I'm going through a battery of tests because they are convinced that it's appendicitis. And there was this doctor, I don't know why this man was scissor or knife happy. He was just doing everything in his power to convince me that I needed to have surgery and my appendix needed to be removed. Now, I'm alone. And I said, I am so sorry. I will not agree to surgery, not unless I have a blood relative here with me. I'm alone right now. By the way, this is when I found out who my true friends were, but that's for a different (laughs) segment. We're dealing with health right now. Okay. So I uh, refused. They came back, did the x ray and everything else. He comes back in and he's totally disappointed. And before he said anything, I said, sir, I am happy to sign any paper. I will release myself of my own cognizance. I am walking out of this hospital. He says, worry not. 
It is not appendicitis, but your large intestine is swollen, is inflamed. So you need to follow up with a gastroenterologist, a specialist. He wasn't happy, but guess what? I was. So I drove myself back home. By Monday, I set it all up, got a referral, went to a gastroenterologist. I am now at this gastroenterologist. He looks at what happened at the emergency room, sends me for a, th- a slew of battery of tests. Every oscopy, colonoscopy. Now, I'm only fucking 32. Oops, I bleeped. Uh-oh. I'm only mm. <laughs> 32. I'm having a colonoscopy. What the what? Endoscopy. What the what? Uh, uh, what is that called again? A um, Oh, a test where they check to see bacteria. Uh, just a slew of things. And then I come back to him a few weeks after I went through all of that. And he says, well, you don't have cancer. Oh, was that even an option? Okay, phew, good. All right, what's the problem? Well, we basically rule everything out. And if it's not cancer, it's not this. It's not bacteria. It's not that. You have IBS. IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Yes, well, but you're not sure. He said, well, we don't have a real way of finding out if it's irritable bowel, but because we've ruled out that it's not cancer and it's not, you know, bacteria, then it's IBS. It's a big umbrella. We just label everything. So here's a prescription for Zelnorm. Take it once a day. And I said, hang on a second. So how long am I going to be on the Zelnorm for? He's like, oh, for the rest of your life. What? Yeah. Hang on a second. You're not even sure that I have IBS, but you want me to be on this medication for the rest of my life? And I said, absolutely not. I am so sorry. No, thank you. And he looked at me as if I had offended his highness, the health god. Like I had the audacity to be my own healthcare advocate and take care of my own, uh, make medical decisions for my own well-being. And I said, absolutely not. But thank you so much for your time. And he said, well, you're not taking the prescription? No. Well, it'll be in your file if you need it. I said, I'm pretty sure I won't. Thank you very much. Boom. Out. Done. Fast forward to, I kid you not, my puppies, my lovers, my kittens, my shroopies. Two months later, I'm just vegging out on the couch. It's around the holidays because that's usually when I get to be a sloth. Okay. Otherwise, I'm go, 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 go. Nonstop. Go, go, go. I always have something I'm doing. I'm a doer. So I happen to be vegging out and I see this huge discussion and banners and and alerts. Turns out people had been dying or having huge issues of stomach bleeding from taking Zelnorm. And Zelnorm had been removed from the market. It was no longer available because, well, the FDA realized, "Mm, not a good treatment. And just like that, my life was spared. So I guess the moral of the story is I'm meant to be here. (laughs) But most importantly, we have to take responsibility for our own health. Now, how did I cure myself of all of that? Well, I went through the whole elimination diet. I looked to alternative health care. I remember the big thing for me was uh, tomatoes, like tomato sauce, as much as I love my Italian foods. And I still do. I was able to eliminate lots of food, figure out what wasn't working for me. And and I'm okay now, mercifully. Not perfect, but I'm in a good place. 
So our topic today, this is very apropos because this const, this leaky gut syndrome, which some of you may have been hearing about uh, a lot more now, has been a silent killer apparently in our country, in this country, um, due to the to our diet and all the liberties they've taken with our wheat and everything else. But I'm not an expert, <laughs> so I'm I brought in an expert to tell us about this lovely, not lovely but curable epidemic. While I don't wish this upon you, I think knowledge is power. It does not hurt to be aware of possibilities and therefore you can make intelligent decision. And my hope for you all is that should you ever be presented with a health crisis, uh, not to accept this one trusted doctor who has specialized knowledge in an area as the end-all be-all, the, uh, uh, the the fellow who just says, or, or lady who says, this is it, and this is what you have to do, and you just follow them blindly. Don't do that. I, I don't believe in that. I, I actually firmly believe that this particular gastroenterologist I went to that a few years ago, he was being compensated through this pharmaceutical company. So the more people he put on Zelnorm, he was getting a little $10. I don't know what the how much doctors make from pushing specific drugs. All I know is I never bled and I'm alive. And I almost want to call him and tell him a big, what the fuckery was that about, sir? But, you know, no need to gloat, right? What the fuckery is leaky gut? Well, we're about to find out. I'm Nadej August, your host. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome in, bienvenue, bienvenido. I do not know any other way to say it. And here is what you can expect. Oh, hit the follow button. Share this episode. You will be an automatic schmoopy because as we know, schmoopies rock. What the Fockery is a podcast about the things we hear about but don't know enough about. A series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyle, truths, or concepts we struggle with understanding. The very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss. Basically, all non-normative topics I explore, okay? Our subjects and topics may or may not be mainstream, but our guests and sometimes experts are in it, living their truth, whether we accept them or not. And if in that process, we manage to bring clarity to you, my dear listener, then thank you for being curious, open, and willing. In that vein today, my guest is... Jill Place. Now, Jill is a dietitian, and I like to call her Dietitian Jill. She has been called a visionary and a trailblazer by peers and lay people alike. Uh, I'm in LA. Of course, everyone was a former actor. <laughs> so, Jill, Dietitian Jill is a former actress, singer. She's fabulous, by the way. Successful arts administrator and an acting coach. But this is all in her former life. She quit years ago to pursue her current profession of registered dietitian nutritionist, 
alternative medicine practitioner and, oh, get this, a medical intuitive. Jill is passionate about raising the awareness that up to 80% of us have leaky gut. Leaky gut, she will explain thoroughly, is a condition where bad things leak into your bloodstream from a compromised gut that, if it was working normally, would have prevented them from doing so. Things like bacteria, mold, and even COVID-19. I'm going to spare you all the deets because she is going to break it down for us. Um, Dietitian Jill has been implementing alternative medicine treatments for almost 30 years now by turning off disease and turning on health. I love it. Turn off disease, turn on health. Boop. She has healed hundreds from the scourges of leaky gut and also specializes, I like this, eating disorders and non-diet weight loss. Can you imagine? You can lose weight without dieting. What the what? Um, you can contact her at Jill at health healyourhealthnow.com. Let's not worry about that because as you all know, pop on over to the show notes and you can get all the deets. And now on with the show. This is it. Oh my gosh. I should not sing unless you think I'm a good singer, (laughs) which is highly unlikely. What? Jill. Welcome. Dietitian, dietitian Jill Place. You look gorgeous. So you must be doing, you must be following your own advice. Um, (laughs) What the fuckery is leaky gut? Also known as intestinal permeability, also known as gut dysbiosis. And it's interesting because A lot of people are now jumping on the leaky gut bandwagon. And um, basically, it's so interesting to me that um, that I've been dealing with this forever. Leaky gut. Okay, we'll talk about leaky gut and then I'll talk about why it's so important in a little bit. Leaky gut is when you're okay. I'm going to back up. Your gut has. Your gut is where all your gut is your small intestine. Let me let me clarify that. We're talking about your small intestine, right? And your digestive system is like a big tube that goes from here to you know where. Anyway, your mouth from your mouth through your anus, yes, and ba- the nice word for it. And and basically, when we're talking about the gut, we're really talking more about the small intestine, which is right below the stomach and right, you know, and before the large intestine, if you can visualize that in your head, this is where most of your digestion takes place. This is where your vitamins are made. This is where a lot of things take place. Okay. And the gut is like this big old long squiggly thing that has lots of cells in it. And what the cells do in your small intestine, besides doing a lot of other things, is that if you can visualize this, so you have the cells here, you have your immune system here. It's really actually, yeah, go ahead. So uh, this is an audio. (laughs) So the visual doesn't help when you say here, here. So if you could 
find ways yes. to say above yes. and below. So, okay. So your gut, when you, your gut, your small intestine, all right, is full of cells. Okay. On top of the cells is, um, you know, is what's called a mucosal layer, which is like snots. Okay. And that protects your cells of your small intestine. Underneath your, those cells is your immune system or a lot of your immune system, because basically your immune system mostly resides in the gut and other places. So it's called the GALT or the gut-associated lymphoid tissue, all right? So I want you to visualize this in your head, even though this is audio, because so you've got your cells of your small intestine, you've got your immune system, which kind of is, it houses on top, on the bottom, and then you have your bloodstream, all right? Like stacked up. It doesn't, not really stacked up, but, but for visual purposes, what you, what happens is if you have leaky, if your gut is functionally normally, then there are things between the cells called tight junctions. The tight junction, I call them coffee filters because I'm a coffee nut. Oh, well. And the tight junctions are act like coffee filters or any other filter, cheesecloth or whatever your visual is, they filter in things that need to be in your bloodstream, kind of like, you know, nutrients, proteins, those kind of things, vitamins, they, they filter in those and they filter out stuff that shouldn't be in your bloodstream, toxins, molds, you know, bad bacteria, um, COVID, because there's a huge, huge article that I read recently that um, poor gut health means means worse COVID. And I actually published an article on my website, www.healyourhealthnow.com. I know I'll get that at the end, but, um, but there is um, an article on that and it just blew me away when I read it. Anyway, so when there is leaky gut, those tight junctions relax and stuff gets into your bloodstream that shouldn't be there. And what does the immune system do? It basically runs around like a nut trying to clean up all these things that shouldn't be in your bloodstream. And then it gets a little nuts, goes a little awry, starts attacking stuff that it shouldn't attack like gluten. It's one of the reasons why I recommend that people go gluten-free. And, um, and then you have inflammation, which can lead to all kinds of things. So I have, this is a very interesting, I know you guys can't see it, but I have this poster on my wall. It's a Time Magazine poster. And basically it's dated 2004 and it reads- The this, secret killer. The secret killer, yes. The surprising link between inflammation and cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and other degenerative diseases. That's the cover of Time Magazine 2004. Doctors still don't get it. A lot of them don't even acknowledge the fact that we have leaky gut, even though there's tons and tons of research on it. So when you have a leaky gut, 
you're pretty much in trouble. You can get not only degenerative diseases, but you can also get what what we call autoimmune diseases where stuff that's leaking in uh, to the bloodstream gets attacked by the immune system and um, and then it starts attacking your own tissues. Okay, so your gut, is it literally leaking? Well, it's not leaky. They call it leaky gut. That's kind of the pet name for it. They call it leaky gut because basically stuff is leaking into your bloodstream that shouldn't be there. If if it wasn't doing that, then your your gut would be pretty much, <clears throat> excuse me, your gut would be pretty much um, kind of sealed up with those all, all those tight junctions between the cells. I mean, we all have some leaky gut, but this is when stuff gets really bad. Got it. So how does one get diagnosed with leaky gut? Like, how do we find out if we've got that? Doctors can't do that. No. That's the bad part. Clearly. About it. Yeah. Doctors can't do it. Basically there are tests for leaky gut. There are a lot of what, what you call functional tests. Okay. I'm going to back up and explain. I've been studying this stuff for 30 years, and I know one of the founders of this, Jeffrey Bland, who's an amazing man, and, and start helped create this concept of medicine called functional medicine. And it looks at dysfunction before it becomes disease. And leaky gut is one of those things that's really a functional medicine issue because doctors will say, ah, you have, you know, you have, um, you know, you, you burp, you have gas, take an antibiotic, you go know, to a gastroenterologist yeah. basically. Yeah. So, so a functional medicine doctor would be able to diagnose a leaky gut. Yes. Cause there are tests. I actually can diagnose leaky gut cause I can actually order those tests because I'm a certified clinical nutritionist and a registered dietitian nutritionist. I love that you just said that because that is my next question. This is segueing into what is the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian? Are there differences? You can call yourself a nutritionist. Anybody can call themselves a nutritionist. There is no certification for a nutritionist. A registered dietitian, on the other hand, has gone through a course of study, has taken a test, and has to renew their certification every five years. And also, um, there are states where a dietitian is licensed not my state, unfortunately, because then they can write orders and do other things that I can't do because I live in California. But you can order a leaky gut test. Oh, I definitely, I can order almost every test that, um, that a naturopathic doctor, a medical doctor, um, um, nor, um, an osteopathic doctor can order. Got it. Yeah. Um, are there, what would make someone go to you or a functional medicine doctor? What symptoms can they describe that may make you go, you know what, we need to order a leaky gut test for you. What are, what are the complaints? that come? Well, I mean, I've been doing this so long when I hear it, I just like, um, 
it's so funny. I was talking about this on my on my little um, Facebook live the other day, and I whipped up this whole. I know people can't see it, but I whipped up your papers making noise. This whole list of of things that people with leaky gut have. And I'll I'll just read. Read all of them. Uh, Okay. This is just a partial list I want you to know. Okay. We're listening. Irritable bowel syndrome, which doctors, you know, it's a blanket diagnosis and they just say you have irritable bowel and then they send you off. Crohn's disease, celiac disease, chronic liver disease, diabetes, heart disease, food allergies and sensitivities polycystic ovary syndrome, chronic diarrhea, constipation, or bloating, which is what, that's a very common one. Nutritional deficiencies, fatigue, headaches, confusion, difficulty concentrating, skin problems such as acne, rashes, or eczema. I actually just um, just answered an email just before we started talking with somebody in Australia, and I, I actually work all over the world, who has eczema, joint pain, widespread inflammation, which is what starts this whole thing in the first place. HIV, remember that's an autoimmune disease. Um, inflammatory bowel disease, that's uh, irritable bowel on steroids. Ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, multiple sclerosis, is an autoimmune disease, asthma, psoriasis, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. I treat a lot of Hashimoto's, a lot of women with Hashimoto's, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, migraines, candida overgrowth, SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, parasites, my favorite. Mental health issues like depression, anxiety, attention deficit disorder, and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, bloating, gas, Addison's disease, Graves' disease, Sjogren's syndrome, myasthenia gravis, autoimmune vasculitis, pernicious anemia, and that's just a a small list. So that list sounds like labeled, quote unquote, diagnoses. That's true. just there are quite a few symptoms there that I, as I'm listening, the hypochondriac in me is going, oh my gosh, I have that. And I have that. And I have that. Of course I'm fixing. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, co- focus, concentration issue. Uh, I should come to jail. So let's just say I come to you and I just say, listen, I'm bloated. My belly, my, uh, I can't sleep. I have this, I have that. I guess I'm wanting to know what are some things that humans have said to you that made you go, ah, I think we need to do a test? Well, I pretty much do a test. Okay. I pretty much do a test. My normal way of working with people with any of these problems or more, because for, for everyone who's got digestive disorders, which is what I started with, when I started this journey, um, there are eight other people who don't have them. I have a client I've been working with for years who has Hashimoto's thyroiditis um, and vulvodynia, which is you know itching down there, and basically has no digestive symptoms, but she has leaky gut. That's what the test results revealed. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. 
Um, so I usually do something called an organic acid test, okay, which is a urine test and it tests the metabolites. In other words, what comes out in your urine and it can tell me if you have problems with your gut flora, or it's also called the microbiome. I think more and more people know what the microbiome is these days. It's, it shows deficiencies in the microbiome and overgrowth in the microbiome, which is great to know because that causes other things. So it has a, like a, a, over 140 different markers including a zonulin test, which zonulin test is one of the classic tests for leaky gut. You also can do something called the lactulose mannitol test, which is a breath test that can tell you also about leaky gut. You also can do, I do, I usually do what's called a GI map. That is a stool test. Yes, we love doing the GI map. <laughs> Um, stool test that tests parasites and other. Now, when, when you're dealing with parasites, no, it's not just tapeworms and large things. It's little teeny ones. You know, it, it tests H. pylori as well as H. pylori, little teeny bug, um, and Clostridia and E. coli and those kind of things, along with the big guys, you know, the roundworms, the flukes, the, the, um, the tapeworms, yada, yada, yada. I usually do both of those tests because basically it, it shows me what the gut looks like usually when I get it back or what's an opportunistic infection that's going on with the gut. What are the causes of it? Do we know? Oh my God, we do. We do. Of course. Our lousy environment, our lousy food, lack of exercise, um, and not taking care of ourselves. Because it's, it's hard to take care of ourselves in this day and age. And with COVID, everybody sat out. I mean, because I work in a psychiatric hospital part-time and and I ask people if they exercise and they go, well, not since COVID, not since COVID, not since COVID. It's really hard to do that. So lousy lifestyle is basically what it is. Plus, we have more toxins in our environment than we have even 10 years ago. 250 pounds of chemical per person per day is released into the environment. Isn't well, that scary? That's really scary. I feel that since we cannot control our air and all of that, what we can control is what we put into our body. Correct. So what are what should we put in our body? I mean, you 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 mentioned earlier that you recommend that people just go gluten-free. Yeah, I know. And and I also recommend that they do this in baby steps. Because part of my practice, I work with eating disorders and compulsive overeaters, and I, I, I understand the, the value of really taking it slow and really fixing the mindset before you, you know, you go totally out on a limb and then fail and not feel good about it. So what I usually do is I start out with fermented foods. As a matter of fact, in my good gut group, 
on Facebook starting tomorrow. Goodness. I'm doing a whole thing on fermented foods. Fermented foods are amazing. We do not have enough fermented foods in our in our lives. And we used to have them because they they occurred naturally in nature and we ate them. But now we we don't have them. We don't even eat them. And that's a that is that's a huge problem. Okay, so you and I happen to be in California, where we are always a little bit at leading edge health wise, right? We have all these health craze that come and go. We are the epicenter where things start. What we have to remember, and I'm fortunate that my listenership is all around the world, and especially in this country. So in case someone does not know what gluten-free means. Would you please describe what that means? Oh, sure. So fermented foods, what are those? Oh, I was going to get into fermented okay, foods. So let's fermented do the gluten foods. question first. I just made my very first fermented vegetables. And I got to tell you, they're amazing. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you that I had some, uh, Tom O'Brien, a doctor in the United States, um, I don't know where he's from offhand, but he's an amazing speaker. And he talks about a forkful a day is all you need. And I always say a fork or a spoonful a day of fermented foods keeps disease away. And it does. Oh, my God. I did my fermented vegetables the other day. Oh, goodness. Okay. What are fermented foods? How do you yeah. ferment? Is it soaked in? in well, food? you can buy them. You know, pickles are one, sauerkraut's another, pickled vegetables are another, kimchi, which I'm not big fun, be, big on, is, is another. Um, um, I, I love, I make my own water kefir, um, coconut water kefir. I love it. Um, you can so buy these that. are fermented, some fermented things people can start adding to their diet. Right. And but the let's, way let's, let's explain gluten-free first, and then we can carry uh, okay. on with fermentation. I usually, I usually encourage fermented food because they're easier to put in your life. Yogurt is another, but gluten-free, I actually wrote a book on gluten-free because when I went gluten-free, it really changed my life. Okay. So to back up and explain when I wrote the book and it's called gluten-free in five days and it's on Amazon. Um, when I wrote the book, I was really, um, my belief was try gluten-free, see if it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, that's fine. Since then, I've really changed my tune. And on my website, I do have a, an article called Rethinking Gluten-Free because so much research has come up about gluten-free and what it does to your body, right? Gluten, there's two problems or more than two problems with gluten. Gluten is the protein fraction of grains, okay? Back, back of that. And most Grains have gluten, but it's mostly wheat, oats, barley, and rye that have the, the biggest culprits. And wheat actually is, is a big deal with, with gluten. Um, Did you mostly. say weed or wheat? wheat. Oh, wheat. Oh, no, not weed. <laughs> That's a whole separate conversation. Although, although uh, dietitian Jill, let me just say, if you partake, I will not judge. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> no, come on. I'm a '60s kid. I grew up with drugs. You know, I grew up with drugs, but I don't use them anymore because I just don't feel the need 
you know, mm-hmm. a little nice wine. That's about it. Um, but but here's the deal. Um, any there's a couple of things. First of all, um, the wheat that we're eating today wasn't the wheat that we that that lived thousands of years ago that we ate. Okay, number one. Number two, we've milled all the goodness out of it. We really have. And then we put it back. When I was a little kid, I couldn't understand why they took B vitamins out of bread and then put it back in. It just didn't make any sense to me as a child. Now it makes less sense to me because what what we're doing is we're altering the the goodness of the grain, number one. Number two, we spray Roundup, which is still legal in this country and shouldn't be glyphosate, which, you know, there's now hundreds of lawsuits about how it causes cancer. And we spray it liberally on our wheat fields. So they'll all ripen at the same time. And there's just some, there's, there's some controversy that we may be a problem. It may be a problem with glyphosate, not the wheat. I don't know, but there's another problem with wheat. Number one, wheat is very, very similar to a foreign invader chemical. Okay. And when our immune system, the one I, when I talked about before is so active and attacking things, it shouldn't be attacking. It also attacks wheat because it thinks it's something else that's called molecular mimicry. So with all that stuff, Gluten should not be on our diet. And the, the new, there's a, there's an article, I can't remember the name of it by Holland, H-O-L-L-O-N, that he tested people with celiac disease, people with gluten sensitivity, by the way, up to 60% of us have gluten sensitivity. UPS <laughs> charged. Yeah. And everything I told you, I'm not surprised me too. And basically um, people who were normal and gluten ripped up everybody's gut. Everybody, you know, equal opportunity gut ripper upper. Um, and basically, um, the the good news is that the gut is, you know, has cells that repair themselves incredibly fast. Within five days, our gut regenerates because it has to. But what ends up happening if that keeps happening, we end up with with leaky gut again. And that, that is called loss of oral tolerance. So that stuff starts to leak and be where it shouldn't be again. So that really is why I don't do gluten because it just doesn't work well with my system. And I take people off of it if they have severe problems with leaky gut issues There are a lot of things, you know, but that leak, leak, yeah, gluten. Great explanation as to why gluten is is, uh, destructive to our bodies and how it all came to be. Hey, listeners, the term self-care is thrown around a lot these days and deservedly so. And I think we can all agree that mental health is part of self-care. And one of the many reasons we tell ourselves is lack of time and money. 
Well, BetterHelp.com is the world's largest counseling service. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Now, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed, accredited, and board-certified therapist in under 24 hours. Therapy from the comfort of your own space. What could be better than that? You can schedule weekly video sessions or phone sessions with your own personal counselor. You can log into your account at any time from anywhere to send a message to your counselor. And BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change your counselor if you ever needed to. Um, it's very affordable. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available so get started today and you as a what the fuckery listener get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash fuckery 10 again that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com forward slash fuckery 10 in fact use fuckery 10 as a promo code and discount code anytime and anywhere you um use our sponsors okay back to our program Ooh, we we are spilling some tea wouldn't you say my lovers my puppies my kittens my schmoopies listen I don't know about you, but I'm more likely to stick with a healthy habit if I know why it's helping me. And that's why I'm happy that we are now being sponsored by Peak Tea. Now, why do I love Peak Tea so much? Well, other than the obvious fact that they are sponsoring the podcast, they are also offering you, my listeners, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies, a discount. Fockery 5, 5% at everything you order. Uh, use code Fockery 5 at checkout. But back to why. So here's what I found out. There are three secrets to unlocking the benefits of plants and to maximize the health potentials. Number one, antioxidants. They are known as nature's cleanup crew. Uh, they are found in green tea, black tea, elderberry, turmeric, all things that they have. Antioxidants help protect cells against harmful effects and free radicals and oxidative stress resulting from aging, environmental toxins, and more. And uh, number two, science tells us the benefits of the plants are groundbreaking. But why are so many experiencing minimal benefits? Well, because the key to getting the most nature has to offer is lies in its quality, quality. Well, peak tea takes the highest quality plant ingredients from supreme sources, like from Aswan, Egypt to Kagoshima, Japan. They then extract the bioactive compounds in the tea and the super plants at cold to low temperatures for up to eight hours using uh, what they call the cold extraction technology. And the final result, it's an amazing antioxidants. The antioxidants are actually preserved in whole form. And finally, radiant health. My gosh, Radiant Health comes with consistency and Peak Tea's products are designed to be simple, effective, and enjoyable. Trust me, take it from someone who is now a Peak Tea fan and addict. I do their Puer Tea, great for your microbiome. Their green tea in the afternoon. Oh, by the way, the Puer has gotten me off coffee in the mornings. Oh, my New York just came out. 
off. Get off of me. <laughs> uh, if you hop over to our uh, Instagram page, you will see the tea, what it looks like. Their matcha is to die for. But here's the thing. You will never want to use a tea bag again because they come in crystal forms. All you have to do is just add hot or cold water to your peak tea crystals and done, 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 done. Go to peaktea.com. That's P-I-Q-U-E. TEA.com. Links and show notes, of course. And use discount code FOCKERY5 at checkout for 5%. Whenever you need a little pick me up, just get some pick tea. Pick tea. All right, back to the show. Speaking of radiant health, garbage in, garbage out, as we know. Well, I have subscribed to this new meal service. It is called Vistro, V-E-E-S-T-R-O. Whether you are working from home or commuting to work or going to school or just doing life, when you're too tired to cook or you're too busy, guess what? You end up inevitably that fast food drive through looks amazing, doesn't it? I've been there, done that. Guilty, guilty, guilty. And we just end up making perhaps not the best health decisions. Well, Vistro makes these delicious chef-inspired plant-based healthy alternative meals delivered straight to your home anywhere in the U.S. All you have to do is just heat and enjoy. Some of them follow the recipe. If it says in the oven, do it in the oven. Microwave, microwave. However, all I know is For me personally, it has been a game changer. It's saved some time, my health, and my portion control. My favorites from Vistro, okay, my absolute favorite, you guys, is this impossible gluten-free lasagna. Can I just say I have fooled a friend who is Italian who just loves these lasagna, and when he discovered that I, you know, tricked him, he was just really blown away. I also like their jackfruit pozzole, the Moroccan melange. I could go on, but I do. So I order a la carte. It's just how I do it. Uh, but why am I sharing this with you? Well, here's what Nadege August does for her lovers, puppies, kittens, and schmoopies. If I love something, I just reach out to the company now and I go, hey, I have a podcast. I have people who listen. What can we do? I want to give them a discount and share this with them. And of course, they obliged. So the best part of all of this is that the What the Fockery family, you, my lover, puppy, kitten, schmoopy, and your friends and family, feel free to share this code, is Fockery25. Punch that puppy in at checkout where it says promo code and you will get 25% off. Just go to vstro.com. That is V-E-E-S-T-R-O.com. You can either automate or just order your meals at a la carte. Healthy meals. The links are, of course, in the show notes. And you know what? You don't have to subscribe. I just do like 10 meals every 15 days because based on my lifestyle, that is all I need. Uh, And you're not tethered to it, right? You try it once. You're not crazy about it. Stop. But I promise you, you'll be hooked. It doesn't hurt. Vistro.com. Calm fuckery 25. So 
for, let's go back to the fermentation. So the first thing you tell people before they completely wipe off gluten is start by adding supportive things like the fermented, you know, a forkful right. of kimchi or sauerkraut or eat a pickle or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, or, or, you know, yogurt, I'm dairy free too. So I eat coconut yogurt, but I'm perfectly happy with it. And, and the coconut water kefir and stuff like that. Um, and I'm very busy and still can do this. So if I can do it, you can do it. Um, I the fermented food we need we need that. It really helps balance the bacteria in our gut because our gut can repair itself. But I I know from doing millions, well not millions, but thousands now of uh, organic acid tests that we are overrun with bad bacteria and, and don't have enough good bacteria. And what we really need to maintain gut health is to have a balance between both because they're, you know, they're the bad bacteria is always the bad gut guys are always going to be there. The bad gut guys are always going to be there, but if you don't have enough good gut guys to counteract them, you're going to be, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're going to be overrun. Yeah. So your fermented foods have that naturally, you know, the ferment is so easy. I mean, all I did was throw some salt water in a bunch of vegetables and also I put little cute, cutesy things like, you know, fresh herbs and garlic and stuff. And, and it sat on my kitchen counter for five days. Voila. I mean, you can buy it. And you can find you can find recipes online or on YouTube. How oh to yeah, cook. on on my website because I just published two beautiful the coconut water kefir and the fermented vegetables. Very very simple to do, and I love it. I love them. Great. Anyway, so, so after fermentation, what else do you ask them to do? I usually ask them to eat more fruits and vegetables. I know it's kind of like it's the dietitian's badge of honor. Eat more fruits and vegetables, eat more fruits and vegetables. And because, you know, we also don't have enough nutrients in our in our systems. You know, if I do that, uh, I also do food, food sensitivity testing and 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 um look for nutrient deficiencies and people with leaky gut have a lot of nutrient deficiencies. So um, it's important to look at that also. And the reason why they have nutrient deficiencies is stuff is leaking out. And some of the stuff we can't afford to lose, we can replenish it by eating more fruits and vegetables. Now I'm, you know, I'm not, I think you need to eat what you like to eat and basically just kind of find it a, a way to eat it that makes it okay for you. I mean, I kind of do a salad meal every day that works for me because I like salad or even put salad as part of your dinner, I, you know, just throw some fruits and vegetables in there. Got please. it. And after that, and after that, the fruits and I mean, vegetables, fermented foods, fruits and vegetables, gluten free, and then dairy free. Because mm-hmm. again, dairy is not bad for most for a lot of people, but again, it's it's a problem like with gluten that they they mess with it so much that it you know unless you're doing raw dairy, which some people do. 
it's very expensive. I know. I like the coconut. I like the coconut yogurt. I like the coconut. I mean, you know, you can buy it in the store. It's about the same price now as regular. Uh, you can do it. Yes. The problem with a lot of this is that it's more expensive. Right. It is more. Like, yeah. Eat more fruits and vegetables. Well, we want our fruit to be as organic as possible or, or organic, right? Well, organic is the, uh, you know, is the next thing. <laughs> it's like, I know, but there are ways around this. You can find places like I get, um, there's this online um, organic meat a company called Butcher Box. I love it. Every two months, because I live alone, I get a box of meat. And I I don't I don't do the custom box because I just want to be surprised. <laughs> and then I play with whatever they send me. So yeah, I, there are ways around the cost. And but you know what? Your health is worth it. You know? Well, that's what I always say to people. It's like, so what price? is your health. Right. Yeah. Cut back someplace else. Just eat better cleanly. Yeah. 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 Where do you stand on the whole sugar things? Cause we know the sugar is another thing that has to go. It's so weird that it's so weird that you said that because years ago, I read this book called sugar blues. It was written by a guy named William Dufty, who was actually married to Gloria Swanson, the silent Screen mattress. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was it about Sugar Blues Boulevard? Who they had to put crow's feet on her to make her look old, and she was like fifty something. And that's a little movie trivia for you, because uh, dietitian Jill was an actress in her former life. But don't bum. But we're <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so funny too, because but but also Gloria Swanson is very important because I think she had cancer and she cured herself. Oh, wow. So she would go to parties and bring her own food. Hey, you do what you have to do. And then she met Dufty. Um, I don't know where the book. I don't know where the book is. It's in this. This um, We couldn't see it anyway. Yeah, I know. Sorry about that. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm a very visual person. I used to be an actor. Anyway, um, so then she met Dufty, who you know, was also a natural foods advocate back in the day when this is not, you know, trendy, hip and trendy like it is now. And um, yeah, he wrote this great book called Sugar Blues. Um, If you can find it, I think it's still in print. What is it about? Highly what? What is it about? Sugar Blues? It's about, it's about um, sugar. It's about, uh, it gives you the whole history of sugar and and milled flour and how people you know cultures decided that would be a great thing you know it was very prized to have sugar because sugar was not uh, a normal thing that people ate that in those days um now of course you know just <laughs> it's everywhere it's added in breads it's added in everything to keep us addicted Yes, and go to go to Seven Eleven, and you know, and there are counters of it, sugar and uh, sugar and um, sugar and gluten. Yes, both all together. Yes. So, so 
You, do you yeah. tell your, your, your people to get off of sugar or? Yeah, but you intake? have to realize something. Back up. Look, we just talked about a lot of get off of this, get off of this, get off of this. It takes baby steps. And also beginning, it takes a mindset that you're willing to do this. Because if you're not willing to do it, then it's never going to work. So you have to really want to change stuff because most people don't. I mean, I, I'm sorry to talk about COVID, but I, you know, I see these people on the news who are in hospital beds recovering from COVID and won't, won't get vaccinated. It's kind of like, so the healthcare system is going to, that's my big beef. So the healthcare system's just going to take care of you till you die. And if you get sick, they're going to take care of you. No, this is about taking responsibility for your own health. And I think that's the biggest problem in our culture today is that people don't take responsibility for their own health. Hmm. They expect doctors to do it. And they, you know, I, I think in a COVID, it in some ways is a blessing because it's kind of pointed out that we really need to do this. You have to be your own advocate for your own health. Yes. And because well, of that, because this is not the normal way to eat, you have to be an advocate for your own health. Hmm. And doctors don't want to know from this kind of stuff. They just don't. Right. When I worked in the cancer community, it was so cute. I'll never forget this as long as I live. I always bring it up. So um, one of the my doctor's patients started asking questions about diet and supplements. And he said, I don't know anything about that. That's why we hired Jill. Go talk to Jill. I have never, I mean, uh, what, a, what an amazing man he was. He created this whole integrated uh, cancer center where it was me. It was, you know, body, mind, and spirit people, biofeedback people. It was a holistic approach. A holistic approach to cancer treatment. It was amazing. We were on Discovery Health. They did a whole program on us. It was great. Dietitian Jill, I am so, so happy that you were able to spend this time with us. What I'm going to ask you, I know you mentioned you do lives. How often do you do your lives and how can we find you? You have a Facebook live and it happens on your page. Oh, okay. A, a couple of places. Yes. Well, I, I stream to YouTube, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, and but the best way to find me is uh, I have a group called the Good Gut Group. <laughs> so, and it's basically, you know, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Good Gut Group. Um, and I do that. I mean, I have no set time right now to do it. So I just do it pretty much every day. Next uh, week, or if, if this is, you know, done, if this is published later, I'm going to do a whole thing on fermented foods this week. I'm going to get in the kitchen and show you how to make water kefir, which is like, which is going to take me all of five minutes. Cause that's all it takes. Here's the beauty of uh, those places, those platforms, the Facebooks and the LinkedIn is your video stays up. 
So just because you yes. stop talking doesn't mean that it, you know, someone who hears this podcast a year from now, they can go, go to good gut and find you and just watch those videos. Right. That's and on YouTube, I'm the good gut queen. And I, I actually was going to go do the good gut queen, but we got this talking and, you know, I do have a persona because I was an actress called the good gut queen. She has several crowns and she, appears from time to time in my little Facebook lives. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, it is a joy. And of course on my channel, which is the good gut queen on, on uh, YouTube, they're, they're there, all right. of these things. Well, yeah. I, I would love a picture of you with your crown on for our Insta page, the What the Fockery Podcast Instagram. Uh, Instagram. I will do that for you. Yes. Also, you know, please check out my website. It's kind of under construction. We're changing it, but that's okay. It's www.healyourhealthnow. Don't forget the now. Com. And I have a lot of wonderful articles, including the, the poor gut health article ma- makes worse COVID. I and- will put all of the, your links in the show notes. So audience, you can just click and it'll whoop, take you to yeah. uh, Jill's website. But I would love to, you know, if anyone has any concerns, people like me to close with this, the people are being the people you want to talk to because I can't fault doctors because they're trained differently. They have a different mindset. And I really do believe it's a mindset that's totally outdated right now. I mean, I was very happy when I broke my ankle that somebody said it and it works now. But when you're dealing with autoimmune disease, when you're dealing with leaky gut, when you're dealing with just feeling like crap and not knowing why, it's time to look in another direction. And the root cause of most of this stuff, I have to tell you, is leaky gut. Amazing. Amazing. I love how you're closing. I feel like I shouldn't say anything else. You just dropped the mic, Jill. You just did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In closing, I do this really cute things. I ask my guest to yes. say goodbye to my listeners the way you perhaps say to a loved one to do you have a way that you say goodbye other than bye and it's okay if you just say bye oh yes i do i i say in health and harmony ah in health and harmony till we meet again everyone thank you jill bye you can say bye to my people Bye-bye, guys.